0: In this episode, we enter the magical world of Wolfwalkers, where certain people transform into wolves by night. Here's producer Nora Toomey
1: on voice casting the animation's two female leads. When the characters were having fun, Honour and Eva were also having fun, you know. So, And I think that really comes across in their performances. But there's a lovely contrast in their voices and a contrast in the way they even structure their sentences between the Hiberno-Irish and the the English, which is really, really beautiful. And you get the contrast and the dance between the two characters, both literally and, you know, through their their voices, which is really, really extraordinary. And we welcome actresses
0: Eva and Honour themselves, our youngest ever guests on Girls on Film. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. I'm going to get that gun of mine, and I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen with one
2: shot. Some people call me a freak. I hate that word. I don't believe in it. Better yet, I don't believe in labels. You know, I think you're the only girl in the world that can stand on a stage with a spotlight in her eye and still see a diamond inside a man's pocket.
0: I'm up at five every morning working my ass off. Does someone want to just tell me to my face you're never going to give me the scores I deserve? Hello, I'm your host, Anna Smith. And today we're talking about Wolf Walkers, which is nominated for Best Animated Feature Film at both the 2021 BAFTA Film Awards and the Oscars. This episode is in partnership with Apple Original Films. Produced by Cartoon Saloon and set in 1650s Ireland, Wolfwalkers is a beautiful, hand-drawn animation that centres around an unlikely friendship between apprentice hunter Robin, played by Anna Nevesi, and free-spirited wolfwalker Maeve, played by Eva Whitaker. I met a
2: girl in the forest who has magic powers. When she sleeps, she turns into a wolf.
0: She's a wolf walker. My first guest is Nora Toomey, a co-founder of Cartoon Saloon, who's previously worked on films like The Secret of Kells and From Darkness. She also directed 2017's internationally acclaimed animation The Breadwinner. Nora, welcome to Girls on Film. Thank you, Anna. And congratulations on Wolf Wolfwalkers and the awards nominations. Much deserved.
1: Oh, we're absolutely over the moon, Ross and Tom, our directors, our producers, the entire crew. It's a nice light, honestly, at this point in the year, have, you know, with everything that's happened over the last 12 months, to have some good news and to have the film received like this. So we're, we're all very, very proud of our whole team.
0: Before we talk a bit more about that film, tell us a little bit about you and your background in filmmaking. Um, I'm interested to know what made you passionate about this industry?
1: It's interesting. I suppose I stumbled into animation. I left school when I was 15. I worked doing uh, different jobs, but I I worked in a factory for a couple of years before I went back into education and to fine art uh, initially, and then found animation as a way to continue drawing. I realized as a child that I loved drawing. I didn't stop. uh, When most kids around the age of 10, 12, tend to stop drawing, I kept going and I kept using it as a, a method of communication. And so That was my kind of way in and certainly into animation. I wasn't, um, I didn't know a lot about it. In fact, I didn't really even know the technicalities of how you make 24 frames of drawings move and how they can come across like characters and living, breathing people on the screen. So that was a huge learning curve and an education for me. But I, I love it and I love the community of animation, actually. Animators tend to be quite thoughtful people and people who, again, tend to communicate through drawing or through Art, which is really lovely, and it's lovely to be in such a creative environment in the animation industry or art form, and that's what uh, keeps me keeps me coming back to it. We started a company over twenty years ago, Cartoon Saloon, based in Kilkenny, and we've been making films and projects ever since. It's wonderful to hear your story, actually. And everyone gets into this industry in a different way, don't they?
0: And the, the, the community thing is great. I mean, before we get to Walk for walkers again, I wanted to know why do you think animation? is so important and in particularly family animation because it feels to us when we're having conversations about feminism and what young people are watching the animation is really key on this side of things
1: it is absolutely we realized early on i think when our first film the secret of kells uh was screened in a cinema or even our short films before that i was keenly aware that The film stops becoming yours when you finish making it and it becomes the audience's. And then you're trying to communicate uh, a story to as many people as as possible. But everybody, it's their story. Once it gets up on the screen, they bring part of themselves to the story. And so that is really pure magic from a a storyteller's perspective. But certainly, I think as uh, my partners in Cartoon Saloon, Tom, who uh, co-directed this film with Ross uh, Stewart, He had a young boy quite early. You know, he was when we started the company, his little boy was a couple of years old. And so we were always kind of aware of children and family audiences all the way through making the different projects and different films that we made. But animation in particular, it allows itself, it weaves inside your empathy in some kind of a way that I think even live action can't. So even with, you know, with Wolfwalkers where... In ways, it deals with quite complex themes, you know, the loss of habitat, you know, environmental issues, uh, colonization, you know, all of these themes are there. But there's a big heartfelt friendship at the center of the story as well. And so you can come at those themes in a way, with a coating of friendship and heart and love and empathy in a quite uh, extraordinary way. There's something as well I really do feel about just having, uh, you know, 100 people draw different elements in the film or a team of 30 animators all take a central character and all draw that character that same way. It feels like a relay race, you know, between uh, different creative sets of, of, of talents. And so all of that ends up on the screen in some kind of a, like a magic recipe that, that makes it more profound, I think, and then but also gives it a longevity. I think there's something, especially with 2D animation, hand-drawn animation, that makes it very timeless. You can watch the films that we started, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, and they don't look very dated, where sometimes 3D films can look of their time, but it's much less, a, less a, an issue with 2D. So in and amongst all of those... Bits and pieces of answers, I think, is why uh, animation and 2D in particular, I think, is, is particularly suited to coming at broader themes to a family audience. Well, you mentioned the friendship between
0: the two girls, which, of course, is something we'd love to celebrate. And we're, we're talking to the two young actresses as well. Talk to me about what appealed to you about the relationship between those two in the script.
1: You know, initially, I think Tom and Ross had been thinking about making Robin's character a boy to start out with, but process of filmmaking and process of animation is that at script stage, you know, you show it to a lot of people. And I think a, a note that kept coming back was, why not make Robin a girl? And it would have been much more interesting relationship between the two main characters, but also... The idea that she was a girl who was being told to be one set of things and to be behave in a certain way and to sit inside in a certain box and for her to rebel against that was extremely strong. And for her to meet uh, a character like Maeve, for whom she had no boundaries at all and no, no sense of what anybody was expecting her to be and was completely wild in a really heartfelt kind of way, I think that relationship certainly struck everybody as something that was far more interesting. And so when Honor and Eva, the two uh, actors who played the the characters, uh, came together, their own friendship and their own bond also fed into the the voices of the characters when they're when the characters were having fun honor and Eva were also having fun you know so and I think that really comes across in their performances but there's a lovely contrast in their voices and a contrast in the way they even structure their sentences between the Hiberno-Irish and the, the English which is really really beautiful and you get the contrast and the dance between the two characters both literally and you know through their their voices which is really, really extraordinary. You know, the voice cast is its a huge part of the, the work that you have to do. So Tom and, and Ross made sure that they got uh, as much as they could. It's, it's an interesting one. We were, we were always thinking about, um, it can take an animator up to a week to animate four to six seconds of a voice performance. So you have to make sure that your your actors absolutely believe in what they're doing. And it's interesting with child actors because they oftentimes have massive imaginations. And even though they're inside in a studio set up with a microphone and probably nothing else besides a director, or Well, in the case of Honor and Eva, they had each other. To be able to play with each other's imaginations like that is, is quite extraordinary.
3: You can come out now. We can smell ya. you, you stink. You're a, a wolf walker. You're a wolf when you sleep. What? <gasps> a girl when you're awake.
2: You're oh. Oh. Mind, Robin! Something's happened to me.
3: Yeah, I can see that.
0: What other important messages do you think lie in Wolf Walkers? It seems like there's nature in the environment, um, but also kindness and acceptance
1: there is absolutely i think for for ross uh, in particular the, the idea of polarization uh, with you know with the characters uh, with uh, the the idea that the the people in the town were very separate from everything that was going on outside of the walls of the town the idea that they could come together at the end and have an understanding of nature was something that was quite uh, quite important climate change our own responsibility towards the world that we live in and to see ourselves as uh, caretakers and uh, rather than Owners, <laughs> I think, was something that was quite important to both uh, Ross and Tom and to a lot of our crew as well. Um, a lot of our crew, you know, to be artists and to be animators, you have to be inspired painters. You have to be inspired by nature and, and everything around you. And I think that comes uh, through in the work that arrived onto the screen. But is it's something that a lot of our crew are quite passionate about. But the idea, I think, as well of just not um, not accepting somebody else's idea of who you should be, I think that was quite important and also something that got onto the the, the screen. We are lucky in ways and we have also always believed that we are to try and finance our films as independently as we can means that we have a huge amount of freedom as, as storytellers and filmmakers. And it means that we can step outside of you know, what, even what is expected of us as filmmakers and as parents and as, you know, uh, responsible members of society to try and to try to tell stories with a sense of conscience to them, you know, and a sense of utter respect for those with whom we are entering into a kind of a trust relationship where we ask We ask our audience for 90 plus minutes of their time. And that's a a huge thing to ask of anybody. But we do it with a huge amount of respect and and trying to bring a story that's being told in a new way. And of course, you know, that responsibility obviously extends to the
0: physicality of the characters. And obviously there's been a lot of conversations in the past about how young girls and young women are portrayed in animations on screen. Talk to
1: me about how you all approach that and avoiding those kind of pitfalls. Well, I think the character of Robin was very much based on uh, Tom's wife, Lisa. Lott's a young girl. You know, he based the character quite a bit on on Lisa Lot's physicality, but also, you know, having Lisa Lott there, it was e- easy to um, to talk about how the physicality of the character, you know, could and should be. And of course, they knew each other from quite a young age, uh, anyway. But with Mave, again, it was just the idea of not, you know, not having princess proportions, you know, but but having a real sense of. The character bursting through, uh, you know, whatever the design sensibilities that we have on the film. Tom and Ross were also very careful to try to make sure that when Robin and the town folk are in the town, that they have this very kind of squared off, hemmed in feeling, literally inspired by the kind of woodblock print aesthetic of the time uh, from, you know, posters of the era in the, the 1600s. And then when Robin gets out into the forest, she's much freer and she's uh, treated with a kind of a scratchy kind of pencil look. And you can feel the freedom if you you know if you watch carefully in the film, you can see scenes where she'll go from being wild and out in the in the forest to, to literally coming back down into the the shapes that that with which she is hemmed in in the town. So, yeah, again, we have a huge amount of freedom because we're not led by merchandise or we're not led by um, anything. We, we can just, you know, create characters that ring true for us and not necessarily have to, you know, have them fit a particular set of aspirations. I certainly as a, as a child felt, you know, I was trying to aspire to the princess kind of tiny waist and large head kind of look with, you know, perfect blonde hair and all of this. And I, I never it was never going to be something that I, I could do. But looking back. And, you know, I have two sons myself, but I, if I, you know, I have nieces and I just, you, I feel the pressure. I, every time I walk into a toy shop, I feel the pressure of wanting to appear a certain way. So anything that we can broaden that out and say, you can be round, you can be square, you can be, you know, a triangle, you know, and, and you, let's just celebrate that and not not put a set of expectations through which we're trying to sell you something. It's such an important thing, and I'm sure everyone listening to this
0: relates to that, whether they have kids or just remember being that kid. You know, I remember thinking Barbie was how you were supposed to look. It's ridiculous. And it's it's so wonderful to see films like this that do, you know, progress things and hopefully make things a little less stressful for kids and put less pressure on them, you know. Talk to me about what
1: else you're up to, unless there's anything Finally, you wanted to leave us with regards to Wolfwalkers. Again, I'm just surprised... In a way, by the reaction to it, it it seems to have come as such a breath of fresh air for a lot of audiences and especially with the year that we've had just to remind us all that nature is there for us and for us to we have such a responsibility towards it and for this younger generation just the the film is such a celebration of friendship of nature of wildness and I just it's really heartening the first couple of films that we made we were just delighted that if anybody saw it at all because we were outside of the usual distribution methods and all of this it's been to have the support of Apple honestly it has made a tremendous difference in, in that the film is being talked about in circles where our usually would have fought to get into the smallest of the indie um, art house uh, cinemas. It means that more people can see our, our films and therefore it just broadens out kind of the whole storytelling base, which is really, really uh, amazing. What are we doing now? We're making uh, a feature based on a TV series called Puffin Rock. Which is uh, for preschool audiences, so from about the ages of three to five, we have a, a series based around a little family of puffins who live just off of the just on an island off the coast of Ireland, and so we're making a feature for that, and that will be ready to go later on this year. I'm directing a film called My Father's Dragon for Netflix, so again, we're just trying to come at childhood and childhood friendships from a slightly different angle. Uh, so we're really, really enjoying that, uh, making that at the moment. Well, oh, bravo for everything you do on, on that
0: front and congratulations again on Wolfwalkers and best of luck in the awards. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you so much for joining us. That was Nora Toomey. My final guests are the stars of the film, actresses Anna Nevesi and Eva Whittaker. 16-year-old Anna has previously appeared in A Christmas Prince and The Bookshop opposite Emily Mortimer, who's a friend of the pod. You might also recognise her from TV shows, including Friday Night Dinner and Benidorm. As for 12-year-old Eva, this is her first big role. Well, Eva and Honor, welcome to Girls on Film. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Well, you're among our, our youngest guests ever, so congratulations. It's exciting to have you on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and, and congratulations on Wolfwalkers, which are oh, such an inspiring, magical film. Um, tell me, when did you actually both first meet? Um, Anna, do you want to tell me first? It was
2: ages ago, I think I was 14 maybe, so that must have been two, three years ago now. We first initially met at the recall in Ireland and we, we only briefly saw each other for a little bit and then we actually had, when we kind of found out we had got the roles, we had a a trial kind of thing where we properly got to meet and then for the actual filming, we all stayed under one roof for a week, which was so so lovely
0: oh, that's nice because I'm I'm told that often people go in and they do their little voice things completely individually and don't get to interact that much so you're saying the whole club the whole cast were staying together
3: yes we were
2: yeah we all stayed in this one place and then me and Eva got to also do the recordings together
0: and what were the joys of doing those recordings together did you build up a kind of relationship as you were sort of chatting to each other and living in the same place as well
3: yeah, it was great to have each other there, you know, to kind of become friends. And then when we were actually recording, it was great to have someone there to bounce back off of. It made it a lot easier, yeah.
0: Well, on Girls on Film, we love to see female friendships on screen. So I'd like to talk to you both a little bit about the gorgeous friendship between your characters. Obviously, despite their differences at the start, they develop a really close bond. Ona, um, if I could start with you, do you want to tell me a little bit about that that journey that they go on?
2: They're from completely different backgrounds. I mean, Robin's coming into Ireland trying to find her feet, determined she's almost going to kill the wolf wolf walkers at first. And then obviously she becomes best friends with a wolf walker. And I think it's so lovely to see on screen their friendship build and how they can find each other while still finding themselves.
0: Definitely. It's beautiful. Eva, tell me from your perspective how you feel about that friendship developing.
3: Yeah, like you said, despite their differences, they come together. And I think it shows if you like take the time to get to know people that you wouldn't really talk to, you can really learn a lot. And they learn a lot about each other and about themselves. And it's great to see how they help each other out in the film as well.
0: no, Robin faces a few challenges. like She's told to stay at home and clean, and she's also bullied by local boys who don't believe that she can be a hunter. Why do you think people underestimate her is it because she's a girl i'd say in some aspects yes she's
2: delicate she's fragile to look at but if you go if you dig deeper you can truly see that all she wants to do she idolizes her father and all she wants to do is make him proud impress him and be like him and that she thinks that obviously being a girl should not stop her in any way and obviously everyone around her is underestimating her which I guess in some way kind of encourages her more to like want to prove them wrong.
0: More determination. I love that. That's great about the character. Um, Eva, tell me a little bit more about the inner magic of wolf Wolfwalkers and, 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 and what they kind of represent for you.
3: Yeah, it was really interesting for me because I'd never heard about them at all until um, I auditioned for Maeve. I had a lot of fun kind of learning about them when I was reading the script. In the film, they almost represent um, nature and the forest and how we need to respect it a lot more. And I think from Robin's side, they show freedom, you know, and how she could be free if she wasn't caged in the town.
0: Eva, tell me, do you relate to your character in any way? Is there anything that resonated with you?
3: I think we do see a lot of different sides to Maeve throughout the film, but I think... You know when we see her more light-hearted like energetic side I suppose I could relate
0: to a bit more. And how about you Anna? What do you have in common with your character?
3: I'd say she's a very
2: very brave and she is finding herself on this journey and I'd like to say I'm always determined to try something new. I'm always willing to put my foot forward and try something so in that respect I guess I'm quite similar to her.
0: And how did you both get into the the wolf side of your characters? Is there any trick to that, (laughs) Eva?
3: I did watch a lot of videos of them howling and growling because we did have to do a lot of howls and growls. But it was really interesting to kind of get that balance for Maeve because, you know, she is a wolf walker. But even when she's in her human form, she can still be quite wolf-like. So it was really interesting to kind of find that balance.
0: Great. Anything to add to that, Anna? Eva
2: had to do loads of howls and all of that um so it was quite helpful even seeing her doing it because I had to do it mostly towards the end because they try to leave it towards the end because otherwise our voices would be completely gone and we like it goes so hoarse and everything so they try to leave it to the end but the same as Eva really just watched a few videos here and there it does sound
0: remarkably challenging I mean is it is it enjoyable to record things like that you exhausted at the end of the day
2: I think because it's so fun, you don't really even think about that. I mean, it does take a lot out of you because it is only your voice and you're having to get all of these emotions and, like, kind of do the physical side of it without being seen. But I think because it's so fun and, I mean, because we work together as well, you don't really think about it like that.
3: You have to leave. No way I scared them off.
0: Well, it's quite rare that we get to see girls on screen being wild and free-spirited and getting involved with the action and having fun out of doors. Eva, do you think this is important to show more of this in films and TV?
3: Yeah, and I think it's important for younger girls to have someone to kind of look up to because not only is it just two female leads, but, you know, they're strong and they're independent. And I think that's important to have in film.
0: Definitely. Well, that's definitely what we're about here. And it's great to see it in an animation which is appealing to young people? Because, I mean, honor. tell me, what kind of um, animations did you grow up watching? And do you feel that, how do you feel that Wolfwalkers kind of fits into that picture from, maybe from the kind of female perspective?
2: I mean, I think when I was younger, I watched whatever was really on TV. I think one of my favourite animations was actually Big Hero 6. And I think the thing that's so different about Wolfwalkers and why it stands out so much, I mean, it's so beautifully done Like the when it comes to life and you've seen the whole process. It's, incredible um but like you said to see these two female characters which you do rarely see so different and individual in their own ways i think it's such a powerful message that we really do need to hear more of
0: have you had um, any feedback from from young people in particular who've had a chance to see the film yet
2: the feedback's been incredible. I think everyone just seemed to
0: have loved it so much. Awards nominated, obviously, so congratulations for that. That's super exciting. How do- Thank you. Thank you. How does it feel to be part of all that excitement and glamour, even in this very strange year? It doesn't even feel real. I honestly cannot even believe it. Well, it's, it's much deserved when you see the final movie, as you say, because the animation works so perfectly with your voice performances, all of you. Eva, how did you feel when you saw the final movie?
3: I was taken aback. It's really, it's so beautiful to watch. And it was really interesting to see the kind of, the storyboards go to the finished product, because we did get to act alongside uh, the storyboards when we were doing the official recording. But just seeing the full thing start to finish is just completely different. It was amazing.
0: And it does feel like um, a strong feminist message in lots of ways, not just that your two characters, but obviously... It's a community of wolves led by women. Anna, do, do you want to tell me how that makes you feel? Are you, are you proud to be a part of that?
2: To be part of such a powerful message and such a powerful project, I feel so proud and like, honoured to be a part of it all. And just to, be, like, to see that message come across, which is not that common, it's so amazing and so lovely.
0: Anna, tell me, how did you find voice acting different from filming live action?
2: Compared to a live action, when you're physically doing it, you can give off so much more because that you can read your whole body language. Whereas, obviously, for an animation, you're giving all of these emotions without even really seeing... Well, you're not seeing your face, you're not being... I mean, we were running on the spot to try and get into the scenes and everything, so you do get out of breath, and that does come across. But it's so different, and it's a lot more challenging, but... In that way, I really enjoyed it because I do like to like push myself and I'm always up for trying new things, and an animation was definitely the perfect thing to do.
0: And when you said you were acting with the storyboards, can you explain that a little bit more for people to understand who haven't perhaps been in the industry?
3: They're like rough sketches almost, and because the voices hasn't been done yet, we were kind of doing it along with the animation that would have been on a screen beside us.
0: That's helpful clarification. Thank you, just so everyone can visualise that. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, what other films inspire you? I don't know, I mean we talked a bit about what what you watched um, when you were younger and what you've worked on, but are there any women, either on screen or behind the camera, that really inspire you?
2: To be honest, I love most films. I'm, I say I'm a romantic comedy girl, then i be like, oh, I'm just a comedy, and then I'm I love a drama. I love something I can really get into. But I mean, I love Jennifer Lawrence because she plays such diverse characters and so many different films I really that's something I would love to do just keep doing different characters
0: that's interesting so across different genres and just really stretch yourself yeah what are you working on is there anything else in the planning at the moment
2: um there's a there's not anything like set in stone there's just a few auditions coming in here and there it's obviously because of covid it's all just starting to pick up again really
0: and how do you juggle it all with your school work and your studies
2: for me I mean I'm in sick form now but when, when I'm away filming for kind of a long period of time, I tend to have a tutor. So it's kind of actually better because I'm getting this one-on-one tutoring and then I get back to class and I'm like
0: ahead of them all. So it's actually not too bad. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and Eva, what's the future hold for you? Are you in this, this business for life now? I
3: mean, I'd love to be able to become an actor. And I mean, if another opportunity comes
0: up, I'd love to take it. <laughs> And in terms of the kind of roles that you admire, um, you want to, want to mention Jennifer Lawrence there. Is there any actresses that you that you admire? I'm
3: probably one of the biggest fans of Stranger Things. So I I love Millie Bobby Brown. She'd be mine. I love her.
0: And when you watch things like that, do you think about the female roles? And if you feel that something's a bit off or uneven, does does it kind of bug you? Is that something you think about,
3: Eva? Um, I wouldn't say it'd bug me, but I would look at it and try to learn from them, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Same question to no, Honor. I'm curious, because obviously that's what we talk about on Girls on Film. So do you kind of watch things, approach things with that in mind?
2: I think since I've started acting, I do tend to watch films differently now. I think because you know the whole process that goes into it and you, because I mean, when you're watching a film, you never see the amount of people that are behind a production. So I definitely will look into a story or look at the characters and not nitpick it obviously, but just look it, I definitely look into more detail of it.
0: I suppose so yeah, you, once you see what goes into it and and have read lots and lots of scripts, it must be like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's pretty different.
0: (laughs) So for people who are coming to the film for the first time, are there any special moments that are your particular favourites, particularly between your two characters? Because I think there's some really lovely, funny, charming, but also really emotional scenes between the two of you. So Eva, is there anything you'd like to pick out?
3: Um, One of my favourite scenes is probably the um, the running with the wolves sequence. About midway through the film, that would have been a big favourite of mine. I love that scene.
2: I think there's this one particular scene that I really love because it's when the girl's bond kind of starts from an audience perspective and I think from both the characters' perspective, they start to realise their similarities. It's when they're sat on the tree trunk and they're just having this conversation and they're still laughing around but the underlying of it is that there's this connection between them and they can both see it and it's just kind of the start of it, which is I just love it.
0: Do you think about your real-life friendships when you're preparing for something like that? Do you kind of channel your real life?
2: I think you kind of have to. I think there's an element of bringing in what you know so that you can get across these emotions and be able to portray these realistic things that happen in everyday life.
0: Well, you both do a fantastic job. Is there anything else you would like to say to the Girls on Film listeners before you go?
2: I just hope they watch Wall focus and enjoy it.
0: (laughs) I'm sure they will. Eva, anything from you? Yeah, just the same. Oh well, but listen, Best of Wackham Awards season, and um, with the release, and it's just yeah, a really special film, and it's been so lovely to have you both on Girls on Film. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. having us. You're a wolf now. Be a wolf. The wolves are getting smaller every day
1: wolves they're just beasts
0: tonight we put an end to this
2: i promise your mother i'd keep you safe i have to help her
0: that was eva Whitaker and honor nevesy you can watch wolf walkers now on apple tv Tune in soon for more awards season coverage. Meantime, don't forget to follow us on social media if you'd like daily film recommendations. And if you'd like some video content, pop on over to our Patreon page. We're at patreon.com forward slash Podcast. Girls on Film is an HLA production. Brought to you by executive producer Hedda Archbold. Audio producer Emma Butt assistant producers Heather Dempsey and Eliana Jay and our partners for this episode, Apple Original Films. You've been listening to me, Anna Smith, and I was joined by voice actors Anna Nevesy and Eva Whittaker and producer Nora Toomey. See you soon and stay safe.
3: It's been great.